welcome to Canuck of the Dead. Uh, today's episode is actually kind of cool. I've been looking to talk with this man on this show. Uh, he is a co-host from another show I do called The Figure Gore and is one of the kings of deathmatch wrestling. This is Madman Pondo. Pondo, how you doing? I'm good. How about you, man? Oh, I am doing great. How's um, the new year so far? So far, so good, but we've got lots of time to mess it up, so we're keeping that open. Cold? <laughs> is it cold? cold? Uh, it's very cold. It actually snowed today for the first time. Um, I haven't been outside. Weather in Jeffersonville, Indiana. It's 35 degrees and cloudy in Jeffersonville. 35 degrees. So just over freezing. Nice. <laughs> That's like summer. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it's summer or not, but... <laughs> Well, Pondo, I'm not, ever, I'm not playing football in this shit, I'll tell you. That. Exactly. Uh, ever since this show kicked off, I've wanted to get you on here because we we have a blast on the figure gore talking horror and wrestling. Uh, it's funny. I'm looking at all the the surrounding things, uh, and I have met a lot of the the people in person, like Michael Myers and Leatherface and Ghostface and. One of the predators, and you know, so it's kind of cool. Well, see, and that was it was interesting when we first met. We did COVID Con two years ago. Can you? It's almost two years ago now. That's crazy. I can't believe that two years ago. But that was the first thing Kenny told me after we got off the air. He goes, "Yeah, Pondo's a huge horror nut." It's like, oh, really? Yeah. And that's what birthed our podcast, The Figure Gore. Yeah. And, and you, uh, you hooked me on to the bite. Yes. This one right here. Yeah. Bite. We're going to do a spotlight on that in this show as well. So oh, that's cool. Stay tuned for that. But with you, I wanted to talk about your love of horror and some of your classic stuff. Now, um, I'm going to jump in right away just so people get a, can be familiar with Pondo. Like I said, this guy is deathmatch personified. If, if there is something out there about deathmatch wrestling, you're going to see his name attached to it. Explain this one. Where did you meet him? Um, I have the only tattoo that Dave Brocky, Odorous Urungus, ever did. He didn't do the portrait of himself, but if you can see right above the portrait, you can see his autograph. He took the tattoo gun and, and autographed his name in my leg. So that is I, uh, awesome. I got the portrait. And then uh, he was at a horror convention and... There was all these people in line, and uh, he looked over. I don't know. I was like in, in maybe 15th in line. He looked over, and he was like, ah, fuck this line. Pondo, get over here. And everybody's <laughs> just looking at me like, who's this guy? <laughs> nice. Well, I, I got to ask then, with your love of horror, is that what kind of pulled you into the deathmatch side of wrestling? I would say not because uh, – there was these pay-per-views that WWE would do every weekend called uh, In Your House. Yeah. And they were they were more or less made-for-TV matches up until the main event. Do you agree to that? Do you remember those or no? Uh, yeah, it was like, you know, the old jobber shows. <laughs> yes. So uh, me and a whole bunch of friends, we would – we would get together at my house, and those damn things were 50 to 80 bucks every weekend. So we would all get our money together and uh, 
rent the pay-per-views. And I would notice out through the pay-per-views, you know, we didn't care too much about too much of it. Uh, we'd, we'd be laughing about stuff or we would get pizzas there and forget to watch the TV and start eating pizzas. But we always watched the main event because that's that was the main thing that it was all about. But then after In Your House, everybody always said, Pondo, throw in one of them uh, bloody videotapes. Didn't really have the, the name Death Matches yet. It just had uh, bloody videotapes, right? So, uh, But then I would notice that all my friends were focused in on that TV. So I'm like, oh, yes, this is what I can do. So that's more or less what made me want to do deathmatch wrestling, just because I knew that I could do it. I knew that because I've been getting hurt all my life, you know, and 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 uh, uh, one I'll tell you a story. There was this tree in my front yard in Florida, Illinois, that I was not supposed to be climbing. Well, I was almost to the top and my dad came out and yelled my name just to just for me to come in and eat. And I just let go, hit so many branches on the way down. And when I hit the ground, I, I jumped up and was apologized. I'm like, Dad, I'm so sorry. And and uh, he was more worried that I broke 20 bones on the way down the tree. That, but, uh, you know, just stuff like that. But, yeah. that. And then I had a videotape of uh, a guy named Masanaga who, and uh, – Mr. Danger Masanaga and Mr. Pogo that I just wore out that I had to buy a, a separate videotape. And I'm on first name basis with both those guys. Mr. Pogo passed away, but Masanaga is still alive. And I'm on first name basis with them guys. I eat at Masanaga's restaurant when I'm over there. And uh, he always uh, is happy to see me. So I would say... Oh, and the and I uh, if you see the pictures, I got these things on my wrist that says wing. He gave me those. He's the American. He's Mr. Danger, and he told me to call myself the American Danger Man. So, what better compliment from your hero telling you to do something like that? No kidding. Yeah, because like you are insane when you get in the ring. I like, do my best with without a doubt. Like you. <laughs> I would have to say you're horror personified in the ring. I'll take that. But then we also have this connection. 2001 Maniacs. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I wrestled for the Insane Clown Posse a lot. And two of the guys who uh, who was filming the JCW matches noticed that I was wearing horror movie t-shirts all the time. So they asked me, they said, would you like to be in a horror movie? I was like, hell yeah, I want to be in a horror movie. Well, little did I know the horror movie that they got me in was going to have none other than Freddy Krueger, Robert England in that damn thing. Yeah. So uh, for a first movie, I don't think I could have done much worse. No kidding. No kidding. And if, saw, and if you saw the movie, it's a fun, cool, good movie. Like even if I wasn't in it, I I would like it. You know, I, I, I thought it was really good and I really, maybe two people have told me, oh, I didn't like that movie. But everybody else is like, yeah, that was a really good movie. Well, then let's, let's bring you back around to horror then. What is it about horror that you like? Like what kind of horror films are the ones you're attracted to? Growing up, 
all the kids knew um that they're uh, so uh at halloween they had this is this is give you a little backstory at halloween when i was in first grade you know the little uh candy cigarette boxes that had um frankenstein wolfman dracula uh the mummy on them yep for some reason i'll never forget this all the kids in the class collected all those and they gave them to me because they knew that i loved frankenstein and dracula and wolfman and all that on sundays they had this thing called uh saturday night uh, uh, i'm sorry first it was so Friday, you never knew what you was going to get. It could be an action film, you know, it could be whatever. But uh, on Saturday at 11 o'clock, they had something called Saturday Night Shockers. And at a young age, for some reason, after 11 o'clock, cussing and nudity could go on. And, you know, I'm a kid. My parents are in bed, so... You know, uh, I remember uh, we talked about this on the figure gore, uh, the movie Squirm with with all the worms. Um, there they were, a couple of titties right there. I was like, holy shit. But I, I was already into the universal monsters, the Frankensteins, the, the you know, but then shit started evolving so you move with it and you know so then i started uh really liking that and then i would go back and watch uh oh i can't remember what this thing oh uh oh dark shadows dark shadows with uh can't remember basil what was his name i can't remember anyway, as well. i know the one you mean. yeah you know and uh just everybody my family my uh all my um christmas presents was always something horror related um everybody just knew that i was into horror and then uh when i was 13 years old they re-released the movie the exorcist and i couldn't wait you know there was kids in my school like oh my god don't go see that you know and i'm like i don't know here's the thing though i had read in the magazines what everything was coming i just wanted to see how they made it look you know so 13 years old and in, in uh my hometown if you had a note from your parents you, they didn't have to be present you could get in so 13 oh, wow. years old here i am watching the exorcist right <laughs> in the movie theater and then um and then i start hearing about the okay now the reason that i was so interested in the exorcist they was talking about people passing out in the theater. People had yep. to get uh, uh, stretchered out. You know, all this crazy shit that I'm like, oh, my God, what's in this film that could be that bad? <laughs> and then um, commercials or uh, movie, uh, like movie, oh, you know, they show re movie reels of uh, things. And this was way before Internet. But uh, every once in a while, I would get to see a commercial for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or, you know, Leatherface chasing that girl and all this shit. And I wanted to see that so bad. But, and this is a lot of things that kids today don't remember. If it wasn't in a movie theater and it wasn't on TV, you didn't get to see it. 
Not yeah. until, not until VCRs. I mean, things that would knock out a goat, VCRs, <laughs> uh, got created that you can buy videotapes finally. And uh, 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 Magnabox, there was a Magnabox uh, VCR uh, store that, well, they didn't only sell VCRs, but then they had videotapes as well. And one of the videotapes was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But that damn thing was $99.99. Yep. I mean, they were expensive when they first came out. Now you can buy them, you know, a DVD for 20 bucks. But when when uh, videotapes first came out, kids don't even realize how much those was. So uh, I got together with a bunch of my friends and we went all over town with trash bags. And we collected a whole bunch of cans. And we came down to like needing $10, $10 left. And one of my friend's moms gave us the last $10. We went down there and uh, we borrowed. Um, we, no, I'm sorry. We bought. We bought a copy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then we rented a VCR that night because VCRs were also very expensive at that time. Yep. But you could rent a VCR for, I don't know, like 10 bucks for a weekend or something like that. Now, do you remember the uh, the Bart Simpson comic book uh, uh, episode where they're all in the tree and him and uh, Millhouse and I can't remember the little nerd kid all pitched in for a comic book? Okay, yeah. I didn't know which one was going to take it home. End of the night, the fight was on, man. Like, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but the the kid who uh, whose mom gave the extra ten dollars to got to take the damn thing home. Well, and then he he didn't care about it. Like he didn't rent VCRs anymore or or own a VCR. Well, after a while, my mom and dad bought a VCR, so he gave me that. He's like, here. Oh, yeah, so I owned, I don't have it no more. Hell, there's no teller where that thing is by now. And then my first three jobs, first three jobs was uh, video rental stores. So I watched from the A-list to the shit list of every horror movie. You know, you watch all the good ones, and then when you're done watching the good ones, the only thing left are these shit ones. But <laughs> Some of the shit ones become classics, yeah. You know, and and uh, I was there, man. I watched all that shit. So, three video stores, and then you guys asking me horror movie questions on the figure gore all the time. I got that shit in here, you know. I uh, my mom says all the time, it's a pity that I can never remember what to do for my homework, but I can remember every damn movie line <laughs> that would come out, you know. Yes. It's so true though it is so then what kind of movie appeals to you like if you're going to sit down and say i'm going to watch any movie i want what style would you would you pick like I, i'm i really like the slasher films uh scream fives coming out pretty soon and i'm really into it just because it's a slasher film uh there's this movie that a lot of people haven't heard of called girl house and it has a slasher in there named Loverboy. I love that movie. I can't tell you how many times I watched that movie. My favorite horror movie 
and a lot of people don't understand this one, is a trauma film called Mother's Day. I love that film. And not because it's got rape in it, and everybody's like, oh, you like it because of the rape. No, not at all. Uh, there's two brothers in there, and they're adults, but you know, they argue back and forth. Like, one likes punk, one likes disco, and they're all the time saying, punk sucks. And and the other one says, disco's stupid, you know? I mean, they're they're two adult brothers, but they just fight all the time. But they're they're raping killers, you know? And they're, it's their mom teaching them how to do that, which is just a really weird concept. But, uh, yeah, you know, slashers, I would say slashers. Slashers. That, that and uh, I'm, I'm really into kung fu movies. I, I love the, the older shit, the... The, the making the noise and, and all that. I like those kind of films. And then, um, I mean, I, I'm a pretty good, uh, uh, I, I really don't care. Like, I, I'll go to any movie, but I'm, I'm more into the, sl- the, the horror and the slasher movies. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what, what is your opinion then, too? Now, a lot of the movies have the CGI as opposed to the practical effects. And I so some people are on the fence about it. What is your gut on that? People come to me with this. You're not the only one who's asked me this. And people ask me all the time, you know, what do I prefer? Uh, or they'll say, oh, movies aren't any good now that they have CGI. To me, I'm, a, I'm just a movie fan. So I don't care if it's CGI. I don't care if it's John Carpenter's The Thing with all the original special effects and all that. Um, Another thing I get all the time is I hate all these remakes. I don't care about a remake. I'm just a movie fan. I like to go to the movie and watch a movie. Now, Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, I could have skipped. I could have skipped that one huge. I hated that one. Um, This new, uh, um, oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot the name. Uh, It was that traumatic, huh? (laughs) No, no, no. West Virginia uh, hillbillies, a wrong turn. This okay. new wrong turn, I could have skipped that damn thing too. They totally took the uh, the cannibal hillbillies out of it and made it a whole new thing. I wasn't too much about that. And then this new Chucky movie where he was a robot and I, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, though, I'm a movie fan and I like to go to the movies. So I sat through them all. See, Chucky is a prime example. To me, that's the example of when you have a franchise, don't base a film just on the franchise. Because I think the new Chucky would have done great if they had changed the names and made it original. Right. Because it really could have been. That's also the problem with Halloween 3. And I will admit that I am one of the suckers. Uh, So... I went down in the movie theater, and I don't even remember what time I got there, but 7 o'clock was sold out. So I went ahead and bought my ticket for 9 o'clock. But even at 9 o'clock, it was sold out as well, so I had to wait in line to get in there. And when I finally did, there was no um, there was no Michael Myers. I'll never forget how pissed off I was, like, what the fuck is this, and, and all that. Now. Season of the Witch, good movie. Calling it Halloween, terrible idea. 
So if well, Season of the Witch was its own movie, it would have been great. I'd been watching it several times. But see, that's just it. Originally, the Halloween franchise was supposed to be like an anthology. It was I supposed to be different stories each time. They just did that sequel, you know, to to run off Michael. But here's <laughs> your deal. And you'll remember this. There was no internet back then. Yep. So how the hell are we supposed to know that they're trying to make creep show type Halloween movies? Nobody knew that. Everybody yep. went to go see Michael Myers because there was no internet to read that there's no Michael Myers on the, on the damn thing. Uh, another one, I'll never forget, me and a bunch of friends skipped out of school and drove to Evansville, Indiana to watch Exorcist 3. I was so pissed off after Exorcist 3. I'm like, what is this shit? That was that like a... Freddy's Nightmare. I wasn't big on Freddy's Nightmare either where where the the people knew or uh is it freddy's nightmare or the no that that's the tv series oh speaking of the tv series um i thought chucky to me wasn't going to be that special anymore because of that last chucky movie but have you seen the tv series yet i have not i've heard it's not bad though it's great it's good man like it's got me back into and to wanting to check out Chucky and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that they did as good a job of getting me into it. And then, um, <laughs> excuse me, I was just at a horror convention not too long ago and, uh, I'm walking past the tables and Alex Vincent goes, Hey, Pondo. And I was like, Oh shit. You remember me? And he says, I'm not the one that gets hit in the head all out. <laughs> but, uh, so it's cool to see my buddy in there, you know, hanging out with, uh, Jennifer Tilly and yeah, and but yeah, check out those Chuckies when you when you get a chance. That was the one they actually brought Brad Dourif back for. Yes, he's in it as well. And then um, I don't know what this is about, but coming to Netflix pretty soon. There's a, a, a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's supposed to be an actual sequel this time. So I don't know. Uh, if you look, if you look on your computer when that's coming out, you'll see that there's a a new um, Texas Chainsaw Master coming out, and there's a video game coming out. A video that's game. The only re- I, that's the only. I, I man, I got a PS4. I'm happy with that, and now they're making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game, and the guy who's playing Leatherface is Kane Hodder. Oh wow! Damn, Damn it! Why does PS5 has to be so expensive right now. But I'm the type of guy, check this out. Where where did I lay that? I'm the type of guy that will bless, that will buy a video game and just wait until uh nobody else. This is a PS3 brand new alien isolation, isolation game that's never been open. I'm just waiting for the day when I got nothing better to do. And my PS3 is laying right here, and I'll play Alien. You know, I couldn't hold it that long. Ah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I got the Friday the Thirteenth game still in the package as well. You haven't played that, man. Kane plays Jason in that. Oh, I have played it. I'd go to my friends and and play it, but I decided to hang on to mine and wait till someday. You know, uh, quarantine would have been a damn good time. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 
I never stayed in the house for quarantine. I was either doorknocking <laughs> or wrestling. So, man. Well, one of the things people can do if they want to hear more about your exploits is check out this book, Memoirs of a Madman. I put a lot of heart into that. And uh, John Cosper and me would go to Denny's, and Denny's finally would just put us in the private room, you know, where they usually put the police and stuff like that. And I would talk into his uh, recorder, and then he wrote the book. And uh, if you guys are interested in this book, you can get it on Amazon.com. Or you can go to EatSleepWrestle.com and talk to John Cosper, the writer, about getting an autographed copy. But uh, I haven't had anybody say that they did not enjoy this book or they didn't laugh out loud because I put everything from uh, – um, my time in Japan, uh, uh, embarrassing stories, um, uh, how many times I had sex with Bridget the Midget, uh, <laughs> so much stuff is in this book. That is awesome. And the other cool thing I think is really cool about you is the shirts, because every one of your shirts is so cool. Corey Higdon uh, had a dream of putting together a website for deathmatch wrestlers only. You have to be a deathmatch wrestler to be on this uh, t-shirt site. And I got him in touch with Japanese deathmatch workers who he was huge fans of, and he just freaked out. And uh, we just kept working on things, kept working on things, which he worked on it more than I did, but I, I, he would even tell you that I was a huge help. But, um, if you go to www.deathmatchworldwide.com, even if I'm not your favorite deathmatch worker, which I should be, <laughs> there is all types of uh, every deathmatch worker you can think of has put a T-shirt on this site for sale. That's awesome. And I think, is this the one that uh, Joe has the, the one for you? Uh, uh, to the left middle. It Okay. Uh, where I'm uh, hacksawing um, that some is guy's the... shoulder blade down. Okay, yeah, that's it. The middle left, that's the one designed by Figure Gore co-host Joe Tong. It's that's up right. there. You can see it. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. Now, as for all the fans out there, stay tuned, because when we come back for the bonus stuff, I'm going to ask Pondo about his appearance in two, uh, 2001 Maniacs and where exactly you could see him one of many, many times. Stick around. 